Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. If your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code, a lot of code. If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time, resources, and caffeine. If that sounds daunting, then you need Watson X Code Assistant, AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. Let's create a more modern foundation for business with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com slash codeassistant. IBM. Let's create. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Hey, this is really important, so please listen up. You want to save a life? You need to help one of the 14,000 patients who need a bone marrow transplant and cannot get it from a family member. I know that sounds really random, but this is important stuff. 70% of those in need will never, ever get a bone marrow transplant, but you can be the one to change that. Register today to become a lifesaver because the chance of saving a life is one of the most exciting and selfless things that you can personally do. Trust me, I know. In 2014, I want to say, I became a donor and it changed my life. Please do this right now. Pull out your phone, text AMAZING to 50555 or go to dkms.org backslash 100 words with the number for a free swap kit. Swap kit, super simple. They send it to you. You become a part of the registry and you could potentially save a life. So please, if I can do it, you can do it. So here, on with the show. Hey, how's it going? I'm Ray Harkins, and you are listening to 100 Words or Less, the podcast in which we talk to people involved in independent music. So these are people who have played in bands, these are people who have run record labels, who have done publicity. Basically, if you've been involved in some capacity, uh, I'd like to speak to you, and that is what we're doing here. If you're joining us for the first time because you heard me on the Lead Singer Syndrome podcast, welcome. Thank you very much. That was uh, quite a fun experience being, uh, you know, flip the script where uh, I am the one interviewed. And thank you to my good friend, Shane Told, for having me on the show. And if you don't listen to his show and you like what this show is doing, Hop on over there because I, I have a feeling that you will um, you'll find some interesting stories there as well. So uh, check it out if you're looking for some more content to put in your ear holes. So um, yeah, 
the guest this week is one I am extremely, extremely excited about. Uh, it's Megan O'Neill. She is the vocalist for uh, a band called Super Unison, uh, as well as playing uh, bass, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it's it's so sad that all of these bits of information just, like, you know, they leave my head like right when I'm recording this. And of course, I'm professional, so why would I edit this in later? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Megan, like I said, sings for Super Unison, as well as uh, she played in a band called Punch that was uh, incredibly uh, important and prolific within the context of uh, punk and hardcore. And I've wanted her on the show for quite some time, and she was so, so awesome. I mean, not only because she brought me some vegan pastries from the place that she works, which is one of my favorite places in the entire planet, Timeless Coffee. If you are in the Oakland area, go visit Timeless Coffee. Unbelievable place. I've actually been trying to get the owner of that place on the show, but uh, you know he's a he's a working dude, super busy, so uh, I can't. I haven't had the chance to wrangle him as of yet. But so yes, points. Point being, Megan is awesome, and the interview that uh, I will share with you in a few moments is uh, even awesomer than my description of it. <laughs> Oh, man. Sometimes you just get so punchy on these intros. And uh, the reason I'm so punchy is because uh, I got moving and I moved a ton of my records yesterday. And I'm just, uh, frankly, I'm exhausted. But, uh, you know, that's what happens when you move. So uh, anyways, but what this is extremely important what I'm going to tell you here. So a, a very old friend of mine, his name is uh, Josh Rodriguez. He does a music festival or has been doing a music festival in Phoenix, Arizona, for the past couple of years called Within These Walls. And first of all, Phoenix, Arizona is such an incredible town for independent music. They've always had a very rich scene. Every time I've played shows out there personally, they've always been really fun. They've always had really great spaces in which to have all ages shows, whether it's like an actual venue or kind of a, you know, a space like a hall. It's always been really, really cool. And I've always admired the work that he has personally done. And so I am telling you, I urge you to go check out within these walls. And what it is, like I said, it's a show. It's a fest. They do it at uh, the world-famous Nile Theater, which if, if you've been to the Nile, it's uh, it's an awesome venue. It's basically, it's very spacious. Uh, there's a lot of cool stuff to do in the area. You need to go here. And let me just run down a few of these bands that are playing. So you got, you know, maybe you've heard of American Nightmare, Judge, Antoine, Tony Molina, Repos, Absolute Power, Nomads, Destruction Unit, Seizures, Gate Creeper, Done Dying. I, I'm not going to go on, but basically you can find their information. Just go go to Facebook and type in Within These Walls and you will be able to see the amazing lineup and uh, go out there. It's a one-day fest. The people that put it on are incredible, and I highly, highly recommend you checking this out. And uh, if I'm able to make it out there, I will see you, and I will give you a high five. So there you go. Go to Within These Walls. Incredibly important. And um, yeah, I think that's all the business. So yeah, how about we just talk to Megan, right? That's what you came here for. So uh, yeah, here's Megan, and I will talk to you, uh, obviously, after the show is done, and kind of wrap it up in a nice little bow for you, and tell you who next week's guest will be, because that's what I do. For those of you that are just like, okay, once the interview's over... I done moving on to the next show just stick around for like a minute or two and you'll be able to find out who's on next week so there you go talk to you in a minute surmise where yeah. it's just like my first entry point to kind of you your music yeah. and everything like that um so i i booked sound and fury from like 
2010 to 2013. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's when we stopped. Um, and you, cause, correct me if I'm wrong, but you guys never played Sound and Fury while we were doing it, right? Or did no, you? No, we were supposed. You were supposed to play, I think, 2011. I want to yeah, say. Yeah, no, uh, 10 is when I broke my ankle. Yeah, that's correct. That's right. That's but what that I year sounded crazy because my bandmates ended up, uh, some of them ended up going. Maybe did Loma Prieta play? Uh, I, they were there for some reason. Or they, they were there because the I yeah because we met because at that point I, the band, most of them you know we were very you were very connected we yeah. a lot of members and that was the year someone drove like what a motorcycle into the pit one hundred percent during backtrack set probably one of the worst moments of my life. <laughs> Thanks so, for bringing that up. No, just kidding. <laughs> no. It was one of the worst moments of my life too because I was at home missing out on tour like full of drugs and just crying and just feeling sorry for myself. So, right, because just you, like getting text updates like what you're like. Why well, I, I wish I could be. <laughs> But the so anyway that okay that that solidifies it because yeah I did meet some of the other yeah dudes in your band I BK Sarah, yes um, but I, it was it was one of those things like we from that year on it was always just like you guys have to play you guys have to play partially just because Joey who I was doing it with and myself were like absolutely obsessed with your band where we were just like oh really yeah we were just oh, like cool. <laughs> yo you're you that there was something that was obviously so uh, visceral raw whatever you want to call it about hardcore yeah yeah. Um, but the uh, the thing that I found, especially with Punch, more so than... Oh, did we start yet? Oh, we're going. What do you tell me? That's a word. This is a we conversation. Even How do you even know? Can you even hear me? I can't. I can, I can look at my level. I'm a professional, Megan, okay? I don't know, because you didn't tell me you're going to start. That doesn't seem very professional. Well, because I want this to seem free-flowing and Got like it. we're rolling into this. And this is just a conversation. Where did we even start? When I, we, you, see, we're running for about two minutes. Oh, which okay. Is, not when I was no, telling you what not to at all. do and not do. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surreptitiously recording you, Megan. Okay. Um, so is there any, a bug in my car? There's not a bug. Yeah, you. the whole drive down from Northern California, I've been recording. Well, I was thinking it was off key. I'm so sorry. <laughs> the, uh, but what I notice more so with, with Punch than, you know, a lot of other bands that obviously fall in this, the same genre, where it's like people either fucking got you guys yeah. or they just didn't. They just didn't like what you were doing. Like you, you evoked a reaction one way or another. Oh yeah, totally. Um, whether or not because people thought it was kitschy or it's just like, oh, girl, hard girl, hardcore band, like, oh, whatever. Like, you know, I don't, I don't like that, you know, whatever. Yeah. But did you know, like when you guys were obviously being active and out there, yeah. did you like notice that divisiveness where people were like, oh, I get it. Or like, oh no, I, I not really. Cause it really was kind of only on the internet. You know, no one's going to be at your show just be like, you girl. It's just like, yeah, no, like I would see shit on the internet and laugh that off because I'm confident enough, you know, like the sure. only time it kind of bothered me one time said like, oh, it's a novelty. I'm like, my existence, just me being who I am is a novelty. Right. Or I, you know what I mean? Or like, so that people will like my band. I'm just being right. This is just me being me. This is me waking up in the morning, being myself. Right. That, that's like. This is not a marketing plan. Yeah, it's not. This is not like a yeah a marketing thing. So um, yeah, that's the only place I saw it, and I don't take that shit seriously. Right. So just laugh it off. And did you? But maybe more specifically with the like I said, the divisiveness of the band, where like you like even removing obviously you know girlfriended hardcore band like right. people like I said, attach themselves to you guys or we're just like, I'm completely ignoring what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if people are ignoring me, I don't know. Notice, you know what that's I mean? True, like, that's true. Hey, you over there, you ignore <laughs> me. But like, I, I, we had very loyal fans. Right. And still, it, it seems like still do. So, um, that I definitely noticed, of course. Yeah, right. And that was really something special. Like, I still remember where, like where it was the first time that someone like came and talked to it, talked to me when it wasn't like someone I knew and it was on, we were on tour and mm-hmm. I was like, 
oh, you know, because we just play locally and like your friends come and then your friends are friends and you kind of recognize people. And then it was, I think it was 2008 and we played with ceremony in um, Houston and this really nice kid was talking to me after and like gave me a zine and was like, and I'm like, oh, this person like knew who I was before I got here. Right. And that was like, they were anticipating. That. Yeah. They were, yeah. you know, and like we're sing- I think they were singing along to the first person to sing along and it was like, oh shit. So I, yeah, I remember that moment because I was like, you're not my friend. Like, right. You know who I am. You're invested in me. Yeah. Like, huh. So that was the first, I remember that moment so vividly. I could probably pick them out of a lineup. You know what I mean? Cause right. it just left such an impression on me. I was like, Oh, okay. Well, that, I mean, that is such a monumental moment when you are realizing that the thing you are doing with friends resonates beyond your circle, you know, where it's just yeah. like, and that, that, I mean, that, that sounds like it's a very grand thing, but it's like, even if it's like, you know, 10 people are singing along where a place where you're like, okay, we're playing in Reno. Like no one should know who we are, but like right. there are people that know who we are and that's weird. It's fine. It just now is starting to happen with Super Unison where we um, played recently um, in San Francisco and it was like a Tuesday and it was late and it was so bad that none of us even used, they're like, oh, do you have any plus ones? And none of us did. We're just like... <laughs> Nope. And then I was like, we're losers. Like we can't, yeah. we don't even we can't have even fill our guest list. Like one, one friend happened. I was like, Hey, Hey, we got, you're, right. you're on the list. You're on the list. You know, I'm just like, I'm not a loser. Yeah. But then there were a lot of people there and we sold a lot of merch and my bandmates were like confused, you know, uh-huh. because I don't think they'd had that, that moment yet with this band of like, what do you mean? We sold merch. We didn't, yeah. no one was here, you know, like, they were like, yeah, they, they were people that weren't our friends, like people that came to see us. I was like, oh, oh, oh. okay. I'm like, yeah, that, that's like, we're, we're starting, you know, people will, we're just getting there with this project. So um, that's always nice. It's just nice to connect with people. I, I mentioned when I first got here, just having social anxiety and like having a hard time connecting with people. And then like, it's bringing, you know, people mm-hmm. into my life and, and allowing for these interactions. Um, so it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. How does the, uh, obviously just because you mentioned it, like the yeah. social, the social anxiety, how does that like, well, I guess, when did you notice it? And, like, how does it manifest itself? Oh, when I, I, I don't know. As soon as I could talk, um, I noticed <laughs> it. <laughs> was it just, just like, a yeah, general nervousness? Yeah, just one of those people I, like, couldn't talk to people. I turned bright red. And I still, like, I'm better one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Small, two people, okay, three, group of four. You start approaching five, six people. Like, you know, I just, the more people there are, the quieter I am. And I'm just uh-huh. getting more reserved. And so, um, you know... I think that people don't assume that of me because I'm in a band and I'm, you know, so I, I, I worry sometimes like maybe people think I'm being rude, but I'm just like, no, I'm paralyzed. You know, like this is my creative outlet. It's not like, look at me. I'm just like expressing myself. And so it used with punch the first couple tours, I've talked about this on other like podcasts and interviews. Like (laughs) I literally hid in the van in between bands or before I would just, I just hid in the car. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would just take a nap. I would just be in there because I couldn't deal with like all people. And then there was one time I was like, come on, get your shit together. And then started, um, doing the merch and gave myself a purpose. So like, Oh, I'm right. having anxiety. Like, Oh, fold their shirts again. Or like, I like have You're a purpose. I'm sitting right, here. I right, have right. a thing to do. You know, I have a purpose here. And, um, then it gave, it was a better way for people to come talk to me too. If they wanted to like, Hey, let me get this in medium. By the way, can I talk to you about these lyrics? It was like a better, you know, say a, a more comfortable interaction for you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So that, so that helped. And then it just with time kind of got over it, but, um, I still just prefer smaller groups <coughs> of people and, right. and stuff. So yeah. Well, practice makes perfect. Yeah. And <laughs> just getting older and just like being in bands and, you know, just 
trying to put myself out there a little bit and, and, and getting the rewards too of like meeting people and like, uh-huh. Oh, this is nice. Like, like it's easier for me to walk up to someone. I'm, I can't do like a cold conversation, just like walk over to say hi. But if someone talks to me, I'll be super friend. Like, Oh great. But yeah. it's hard for me to, I'm just yeah, so totally. tap on the hi. So <laughs> I'm interested in speaking to you. <laughs> but that's gotten easier to me for me a, a bit. But yeah, it's all you know. Like my dad says, life's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. You know, we're still right figuring it out. So and so, like, did you when obviously you were in like elementary school and everything like that? Oh, was it? God. Were basically you just kind of like well, I'm just so a loner, just hanging awkward. out by myself? Yeah, I had you know elementary. Yeah, I had a couple friends in elementary school. Middle school was hard. I just remember being so shy and like having your first crushes and just like if they're even like, can I borrow a pencil? You're like, huh? like <laughs> <laughs> and like and and into high school too. You know, just a small group of friends. And the, my first year of college was so isolating. Uh-huh. I just didn't. I like hung out with my roommate. I was it and a couple of people on my floor, but I just didn't talk. I just couldn't talk to anyone. There, right. I'd like there was a couple of girls on my floor who like looked cool, and I'd like walk by the room, and be like, nah, I yeah, I could talk to you, right? Do you, you like you like movies? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, so you have an Emily poster. Want to talk about? Right. And just like run away. I just ate a lot of pizza. Sure. Myself. Well, that's 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 kind of uh, a freshman year experience, anyways. Where yeah, I mean, even if you are extremely outgoing, there is that isolation that everybody yeah. feels yeah it's just a varying degrees obviously that, that's the worst i can remember and then it's just been a steady progress from from there so, right yeah <laughs> and so did you uh, do you have siblings i do i'm the oldest of three. Oh, so you're the, you're the trailblazer you're um, the first one on the scene ooh, uh i'm a late <laughs> bloomer my brother who's in the middle who's also in hardcore um he's a drummer okay um Devotion, a million bands. He's super talented. He went to Europe with Punch one time as our fill-in drummer. Oh, that must have been fun. Yeah, it was like the is still like the best month of my life. Okay, we grew up super close, and then you know, what's the age difference? How many years? Uh, like not less than two years. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty tight. He's right behind me. So, um, he, I was always a late bloomer, more shy. He's kind of the golden child in the family, the like go getter. So he kind of led the way. You know, he was led the way a little bit more and right. kind of when we were younger, we did that, like whatever that record thing was where you could order like Columbia, Columbia house. Yeah. We did course. that together and we like picked out which CDs we were going to get together. That's great. So we started like listening to more like alternative together when we were quite young and like our first concert, my parents took us to see the Rolling Stones and Pearl jam when we were, yeah, it's pretty great. That was my first show was pre- not, yeah. not show, but concert. Of course. And then he, I like, I like how we always have to make the distinction like shows and concerts. These are two different things. Yeah. yeah anyways, go on. My first gig. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> totally. Uh, yeah. So, and then he started to get into punk and would make these mixtapes, you know, that started to incorporate other things like black flag and gorilla biscuits and other things. And, you know, so I kind of followed his lead on that. And mm-hmm. like, you know, he played in bands and, and was a drummer. And like, I remember my first year, that first year of college, when I was up in Chico and I was miserable. He was, his band was playing at, at Gilman for the first time. Mm-hmm. And we grew up going there because we're from the Bay Area and like had our dad drop us off there and stuff all the time. You know, like, get out of here, dad. Yeah. And, uh. I it was like such a big deal to me that it was like, he's playing at Gilman. It's huge. Oh my, yeah. Until like, I was like, you know, 18, mm-hmm. he's uh, 16 or 17 and we're like freaking out. So I like borrowed my aunt's car and drove down to like see his like first time at Gilman kind That's of thing, awesome. you know? So he was in bands for at least a decade before I was. Right. So yeah. he, he was basically like, and did, when he started to obviously show you the more, you know, whatever yeah. underground stuff, like mm-hmm. you immediately kind of took to it. 
or it was, was it... more a slow burn, like a little, a little bit here and there. Yeah. And then there, there was um, one like mix that he made in particular that that really got me later. Um, I think it had damage done and stay gold and like a bunch, oh yeah, yeah of course and that kind of stuff and he was like really into carry on and and that kind of there was like that mix really really solidified got me. It. Yeah, yeah it got me and the then, early two thousands old school revival so to speak yeah yeah, yeah yeah totally like kind of got me so um, yeah he he led the way more on, on well stuff. it's cool I mean it's cool that he obviously took the vested interest because you know sometimes like when siblings are trying to recommend stuff to each other mm-hmm. um, depending on I mean obviously how close they are sometimes they just completely like oh I gotta stick my own thing like right. you're known for that I can't take that away from you but it's cool that like oh, you guys supported oh, each yeah. other oh yeah no that. totally because like I said when we were younger we would you know listen to music together and get into yeah. stuff together and like have like you know like let's go get a silver chair poster and shit like Absolutely. that you know what I mean like yeah, we yeah. that we did that kind of stuff together yeah music was your unifying force totally yeah yeah and so um and then you're and then there was a younger sibling yeah as well? younger who's you know I mean two punks in one family that's already pretty, uh, that's a pretty lot. lucky that's yeah. pretty, those are good odds <laughs> um <laughs> and then so she's more I you know She's, I think she's one of those people that's kind of likes everything or like yeah. Taylor Swift. Or, I, we're not close, so, but, you know, she, definitely not what we were into. But she would come and see our shows and, and be supportive. And Sure. She, would she just wouldn't understand it, but to the... Yeah, but she'd be supportive. And she's closer with my brother, so really, you know, like I said, he's the golden child, child the one, in the family. He's so. the one pulling everybody together. He's the one, yeah. He's yeah. just... Hi, and, Arnie. I know you're listening. <laughs> and your um, your uh, your parents like still together. Like, what were they yeah, doing? Yeah, yeah. They're. I mean, they're. Uh, you know, there was a period. Um, I told little... you I listened to uh, Vinny's podcast, yes, and it yeah. was so funny. Yeah, there were so many things that I was like, "Me too, me too." Like when he yeah. did movie life was his first band. Like Punch was my first band, right? Which is crazy. And just talking about like going to college because you like felt like you had to, and being like kind of like I don't know. Yep. And just there was a lot of things, and then him saying with his parents, like having a little phase of like, "Are you you're gonna keep doing? Are this? you good? Yeah." And we're past that now, but there was like a phase, like in my early twenties where my dad was kind of like, Oh, you know, you guys are still, I thought this punch thing would be done by now and kind of not on board. But I used to tease. I'm like, my mom and dad met at a record, like at a record store that they were. Oh, that was adorable. Yeah. So I'm like, this is your fault. Right. Like my dad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, come on. What did you expect? Like my, and my dad is a musician. He's like kind of a singer songwriter. I, you know, Irish music folk. Okay. He's, uh, self-produced like two CDs. My brother and I are both on them. We That's bo- incredible. Yeah, we you- played a show with him recently where, because I've sung with him before, but I uh-huh. wasn't really comfortable doing that, but I played bass with him for the first time recently. My brother happened to be in town, I think with Shook ones, and so he just like made it work, and we the three of us played together with my dad's friend too. I Dude. know my heart was exploding. I absolutely, everybody on the same stage. After. It's so, yeah, it was so, it's like it part, the so Partridge cute. family. <laughs> I know, yeah. So. Not, not as, obviously the Partridge family, the entire family did it, yeah. but still. That's yeah. Yeah, but it was it was really sweet. Yeah, because you know, obviously, I'm playing bass. My brother's playing drums, so you got to check in and be locking in and just I look at him, kind of you know, smile and right. It was pretty cute. So, um, so they're you know, musicians. My mom played piano. They just I just grew you know they have a huge record collection. I just grew mm-hmm. up listening to a lot of music and was your dad is your dad basically making a living off being a musician? Oh no, he, no, oh, okay. no, no, that's no, just not this is what all. he's exploring. It's as his a, passion. That's yeah, good. yeah, no. Um, but he's still doing it. He's retiring at the end of the year, and he. You what did your parents do for a living? Up. My mom's a, was a bookkeeper. She's retired, and okay. my dad uh, works for Kelly Moore as like a sales rep. He's just like oh, okay. he's like a people person. Like, sure, um, sure. 
So he's always been in like sales and real estate and stuff like that. But um, and were you guys in, were you guys in Oakland proper or where? Were no, you? we. Uh, I was born in SF. We grew up in Walnut Creek, which is like a yep. suburb outside of, of there. Um, they still live there, same house that I've lived in since I was like three years old. And then yeah, and then I lived in SF for a long time, and now I'm in Oakland. So okay. I mean, luckily I've traveled a lot because otherwise I've lived in like a 25 mile radius my entire life. There but, could be worse places to I live mean, in a 25 well, mile radius. Well, if you can live, yeah, born in the Bay Area, so, you know, yeah, exactly. you're going to do what you can to, to stay there. Right. So, um, but yeah, they're, they're on board now. They, he, my dad kind of got past that phase of when are you going to get a real job and stuff like that. And yeah, then the gonna... more that he and I have become, had a friend relationship rather than this, you know, uh, father daughter thing because mm-hmm. we kind of turned a corner and I'm there for him a lot and we're pretty close now and there was only one time a couple years ago where he kind of tried to like dad me a little bit and I had to sure. be like look you can't have it both ways like I'll let you choose you can like dad you know dad me or we can just be I'm 30 years old like you know at the time you know I'm like let's yeah. be buds right so he luckily chose buds and like you know he's yeah. just you know he gets excited about you know, and when we played that show with him, he he, he did the whole like introduce the band, but oh, then that's so good. But he like kind of was like name dropping all our things that we'd done. Oh, even better! Yeah, he was like, "This is my daughter. Her, you know, like her, her, her aggressive her rock new, band. Her <laughs> band had a uh, write up on Rolling Stone, the website, and and then he's like, her other band had a song on the show, Girls. Girls. And then he starts, um for whatever reason describing the plot of the episode and i just i had a microphone too so i was like dad spoiler alert but then my brother is over there face palming because he knows he's next and um (laughs) last year he um he's he lives in seattle now he's like he he toured a lot hardcore bands and now he's kind of a i mean he works too he's he's a carpenter but he um is kind of a session musician in seattle and stuff so in that process ended up doing some drums for macklemore He's, yeah, and so my so my brother knows like oh this God. is coming. But he sees I, the train coming but down. I'm excited because I know my dad pronounces Macklemore really funny, and he's <laughs> about to say it. In, oh, and then my son Aaron had a drums on the song Macklemore, and there's like all these extra L's, and I'm like just like clapping because like yeah. my turn's over, and my brother who's like kind of it's weird. He's more social than me, but he's a little more bashful in a way too it's weird you know he's just right, like right. oh he's dad like, please stop where i'm just over being embarrassed by my overzealous dad you know yeah, i'm yeah, just yeah. like you're the best and he's because like, obvi- oh. i mean obviously he's doing this because he's so damn he's so, proud of yeah you but like why are you but in the moment right yeah you're like oh, oh and then shoshana learns that i'm like dad what <clears throat> right just same you know yeah just he's l- he's proud of us though he's one of those like when i go visit them and if my neighbors are outside he'll go look megan's here you know <laughs> that's I so good i know but anyway, he's the best yeah I mean, he's obviously well the, i mean the, just the way that you speak about him obviously like you can he's tell so smart yeah before smartphones like i would just call my dad like he was my maps he was my wikipedia oh, he's yeah, one yeah. of those guys where you're like no that wasn't the guitar guitarist in this yet you know everything let's call jacko he'll know or like (laughs) he always tells the story of like the first time i went to new york and i was like kind of lost and i was looking for the empire state building and Mm -hmm. you know there's no map so i just call him and he was like where are you at okay walk two blocks west okay turn right look up and then i hear oh there it is (laughs) you're like thanks dad yeah like he's you know custom-made gps he's also bay area born and raised like he's never lived in new york and he just like you know yeah so he's a smart guy yeah obviously general (laughs) no it's great i mean i like i always like that because obviously anytime I'm able to pull a story out of a person that speaks about their parents reverent, reverentially, I, that's not even a word maybe, but anyways, 
who who speak with their uh, wait, parents. Let me call my dad. I'll find out if it's <laughs> exactly. a word. Who who speak their par- speak about their parents very kindly. I, I just you know that makes yeah. that makes me happy because obviously there's especially within the, our context of music, so many yeah. people have these really adversarial relationships with their parents, and uh-huh. it's like it right. doesn't need to be that way, you know? Yeah, I mean. Sometimes you don't have a choice, you know, and of I have course. an adversarial relationship with my sister and there's nothing to be done about it. And yeah, so, yeah, yeah. you know, I, instead of focusing on what I don't have with her or other issues in the family, I'm just like, my brother fucking rules, my dad fucking rules. Right. Like, let, you know, it's all, it's all good. I'm lucky, you know. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, you don't have that, you don't have that animosity that, that can build up over years. What can you do? You know, and I, you know, you make <clears throat> your own family too with your friends and Absolutely. Your, my husband and stuff. So it's all good. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We're sitting here. It's like June. And you're like, where has the time gone? And everybody's like, oh my gosh, I have no idea. I got to like accomplish all these other things. Take a moment. Focus on the things that obviously for one matter to you. But for two, look back. Be like, what have I done well? What have I done not so well? And maybe I can, you know, ask some friends and family for some help. But Where I have always gone to in regards to figuring out what I can do better, therapy. Therapy is an incredible tool at your arsenal that you can dip into. I've done it for my marriage. I've done it for myself personally. And I'm a huge advocate for what therapy can do for you because it is a third party that's able to look at what you can do to improve your life and be a person to help you along in your journey. And so I think if you were thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and entirely suited to your schedule. All you do is fill out a brief questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist, and then boom, you're done. It's great. And then if you're not vibing with the therapist, you can switch it at no additional cost. So take a moment, reflect on the things you've done, reflect on the things you want to do, and visit betterhelp.com slash Ray today to get 10% off of your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Ray. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. 
You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, pardon the interruption on this awesome conversation with Megan, but I want to tell you about something awesome. So I know a lot of you that listen to this show are into graphic design, computer interface, app building, all that sort of stuff. If you're looking for a professional vector design app, you should take a look at Autodesk Graphic. Graphic is a full-featured app for making icons, illustration, UI and UX design, and everything else you'd expect in a professional vector design app. It's available on your Mac, your phone, and even your iPad, so you can design without compromise anywhere you go. Say you hop on tour, need to pop out a shirt design, boom, there you go. And the iPad app isn't just a companion app for the desktop version. It's a fully featured design software the pros use to hand-draw vector illustrations, create gorgeous logos, or mock-up websites on the fly. This is the real deal, people. So if you have an iPad Pro or an iPad Pencil, this is there's, there's no other choice. This is what you need. And it is the latest 2D design app you will ever need. And it's available at the price of a few decent stock photos. So please... Do this right now. Visit graphic.com to learn more about Autodesk Graphic or check it out in the App Store. So please do that. Graphic.com or check it out in the App Store. You need to design better, right? Let this thing help you. The um, And then as you started to, I presume you started to go to shows with your brother. Yeah. And you... Um, our, so our first concert, yeah, uh, yes. was Pearl Jam. Right. Well, we went for Pearl Jam, but there's, my parents went for Rolling Stones. Sure. And then our first, <laughs> our first show was Less Than Jake. That was my first. I don't know if it's my brother's, but... Um, yeah. Right. That's the one where you guys went together with the purpose of you seeing... Yeah, we went to see more Less intimate Than show. Jake. Yeah. yeah. Where was that at? Is that Slim's in San Francisco? Of course, yes. Which center, I lived around the corner from until a couple of years ago. So uh-huh. I thought it was like kind of a funny full circle. And we're like, oh, my dad like dropped us off here. Right, right. When we were young to like, yeah. Because I've said it before that like, the, you know, the stuff my brother was listening to and bef- the pre, the CD I mentioned or the tape, whatever, mm-hmm. his earlier tapes, um, you know, Goldfinger and MU330 and all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. And that was easier for me too. Cause it's kind of happy and it's like, of course hey, you can't, like, you can't start, especially when you're trying to like no, you, bring someone in, you're not gonna be like, Hey, why don't you check out uh, neurosis? And it's right. like, wait, yeah, you don't, what? you don't jump in, you don't start in the deep end. You, no. you know, I, you walk in the steps and then yeah. you're on the first step and it's gone. And then you go down and they take the horns away and then it gets a little more aggressive. And then exactly. Yeah, so... Um, you'd be like, uh, you like Lagwagon? Yeah. Okay, cool. Then you like news for Nate. Like, you start going down that rabbit yeah, hole. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, um, those are, yeah, some early tapes. And he, he used to dub dub these tapes, and he would, like, self-edit them. He would, like, when they were going to swear, he would turn the volume down really fast so that our mom would l- let us listen. Because, you know, she's, like, driving us around the minivan, and we've got our little right. tapes. And he was so cute that he would, like, draw the little artwork for him and stuff. Somehow we had this lunch lady theme. I don't remember how it started. I'm sure he does. But they were all, like, so I would draw, I drew one... He drew this one that was like a lunch lady with a hairnet on. And then I drew this other one that was like a little food tray. And it was just, and then I think it, in the ketchup, it said like mix or, you know what I mean? We're right, like, right. It, it was, it was fun. Yeah. So. You, you guys were bouncing creatively off one yeah. another in many yeah, ways. Yeah. Who knew that that would continue to this day. So, <laughs> and, di- and then you, uh, like once you obviously started to go to more independent minded shows, like you, were you all in at that point? You were just like, Oh, this is like, I mean, I know you, yeah. like you said, like it's, a, it was a slow burn, but so yeah, then I would go, Yeah. I mean, I was just a late bloomer in a lot of ways. And so 
I think a little bit, yeah, going to Gilman and other local stuff in high school and then really into colleges when I started also really yeah. going to shows a lot. So, well, and obviously too, like the, uh, I mean, like you mentioned being a late bloomer, like you, um, cause clearly there's a lot of, uh, sociological philosophical ideas that are contained in all the bands that you've, you've done. Mm-hmm. Did that become clear like in college or was that something you started to yeah. notice when you were a little bit younger? You just um, didn't adopt it. Yeah, I just think in terms of the late bloomer and how that affected me, it just like took me longer to find myself and my identity. So in high school, I'm just like a little more boring in middle of the road, but unhappy right. and just like I don't, I don't know, I don't know just where kind I of sit. Yeah. drifting along. And then in college, when like oh, I couldn't, you know, like cut my hair short or like go vegan or you know go to shows and feel really free and like mosh and sing along. And then that that was kind of my awakening of like. Just the like, oh, I was really lost and unhappy because I hadn't found this yet. Right, right. And so I just felt really like liberated. So even though college, since then, even though obviously college, like you mentioned, your freshman year was isolating. It was also yeah. empowering in a way too well, because you were. Yeah, yeah. Like I remember, I don't remember what this kid like. I can't believe that I walked by and this guy was listening to music and I actually talked to him. Uh-huh. It might have even been Radiohead he was listening to and I just was like, hey, and like tried to be his friend and he he uh, loaned me a bunch of Fugazi CDs. Like I remember, yeah. It's incredible. I know. Um, so just, yeah, those little like little steps just happened a little later for me because I think in high school I was just kind of like listening to alternative, but going to a lot more local shows, like my friend's bands are like, right. like the community, like the Lafayette Community Center or, uh, Center or, um, the Danville Grange. I was going to say Gil- the Danville Grange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Went to a lot of shows at the Danville Grange. Like, all oh, that kind of kind of scene. Mm-hmm. Um, but feeling really uncomfortable. You know, but I would feel uncomfortable in any room. But then I'm walking in Gilman and just feeling... Yeah. It's just, you know, the same that I would when I went anywhere. Right. But it's kind of magnified because you're like... Oh. Well, and it's, I mean, when you're walking into these spaces, especially something that you obviously hold at a high regard, like Gilman, like you, you just, that's intimate. That's an intimidating place to walk into. Yeah. Even at our age where it's just like, okay, it's good. I mean, yeah, yeah. for you, obviously yeah. a little less much because you right. played there, but there's still that, that, that conceit of like, oh wow, like I'm right. walking into this thing. And when you're a 16 year old girl who doesn't know who they are yeah. and you're walk- and you're just like, I just want to like disappear into the wall. Totally. You know what I mean? But I have... But it was it was really fun, you know fun going there to, you know young and seeing Link eighty and ME three thirty and all, you know all that yeah. kind of stuff and um, good clean fun I remember yes all that yeah all those like shows in high school that I mostly went to with my brother or my friend Mike who I actually stayed with in L A last uh-huh. night because um, he got his driver's license before me because he was older and you sure. know just all the you know I have all those memories and. It, it's at the time I, I don't think I realized the significance, you know. Of course, yeah. So. Well, because you're just doing things, like yeah, yeah. There's you, you, you obviously don't like, have perspective. Okay, let's go, to, you know. And now it's like, okay, that was the start of a, of a journey, <laughs> right? So and so when you, uh, like you said, you were obviously like kind of drifting in high school. Like you obviously went to college with a kind of goal in mind. Like were you, was that yeah. when you, you were doing nursing school there? Or what? Were yeah. You, okay. I, well, yeah, I, I wanted to do nursing, and then I ended up switching to nutrition. Where did that come from? I don't know. Okay. I think um, just being the oldest and just like some of the like family instability that I had, like kind of as the oldest, like a little codependent, like taking care of my siblings and like trying to fix everything, make everything better. I'm Uh like my mother, I don't want kids, but my motherly instincts are so strong. Like some of my friends, I mean, my bandmates, my bandmates now, sometimes they would annoy the members of punch, but it's something I can't turn off. But my bandmates (laughs) now are like, so they must know it's just hardwired in me. And it's that I'm just going to be like, like team mom. Did you pee before we left? (laughs) (laughs) Where's your jacket? It might be cold. And they're just like, okay. And they're just like, 
it's so hardwired to me that I just want to like make sure everyone's I'm detail oriented. I care about people. I want people to be comfortable. Sure. So I, the you maternal know, instinct is strong. It's very strong in me because I grew up, you know, the oldest, like in a, not always a very stable environment. So I'm trying to fix things and smooth things over. So I think the nursing came from that. Okay. In like wanting to help people, you know, I was always pretty good at science. Um, it was impacted at the college I went to, so I ended up sw- it switching to nutrition. I had to take a nutrition class for nursing school, mm-hmm. and it was when I was going vegan too. I was so about to just, say that would have been a funny experience. Oh, it, I was going ve- yeah, ve- and it was like all the stars were kind of aligning. Oh, I want to do nutrition. Um, right. And of course, uh, you know, I was the only vegan in the nutrition program, and of course, like stubborn, you know, like twenty-one year old, whatever, just like Absolutely. really getting into veganism, like. Every single project, it was like, do a project where, you know, you make <laughs> a recipe in this and, you know, you have to make three different recipes and how they're different. And like, cool, well, I'm going to make cookies with uh, using egg replacer, applesauce and uh, banana, you sure. know, in like every, you know, interview 10 people with the same kind of diet. And then I interviewed like 10 vegans and my teacher was like, how how did you find 10 vegans? And I was like, yeah. oh, it took me two seconds. Two seconds. Yes. Two, I, let, I, I, I closed my eyes and I swung around my in a circle and pointed at people I at a show. I can find you 30 more, right? Yeah, I'm like, I made a post on MySpace and I found, you know, it was like so immediate. So I was definitely a vegan girl and I didn't mind getting labeled, but it was just crazy to me that no one else, you know. Yeah. And of course there was another girl in the program who was vegetarian and, and she was like even like mouthier about it than I was, which I, I, I was so funny. I just, of course, in the corner, like, stop eating eggs, right, you know, right. like. How about you you go the whole way? Cut the shit, you know? Um, (laughs) But so then I worked at a hospital for a couple years um, in nutrition. Was was that while you, uh, because I mean, obviously like punch, you guys toured, but not to the extent of like, you know, you were gone 300 days out of the year. No, but well, the time frame was like, I graduated college the first time for nutrition in 06. Okay. Um, and then in August of that year, I started my job at a hospital being a nutrition like, um, assistant. Mm-hmm. And then the next month punch started practicing oh, okay. in December of that year, Got it. we recorded our demo. And then, so I'm at that job. I had a, that really heightened my social anxiety because I was having to go into patient rooms and talk to people mm-hmm. and yeah, that, oh God, that was terrible. So that, that growth at the same time as, you know. A lot you were, of transition. You were, you were you were thrown in at the deep end. Oh my god! I, I really was. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and it, so that was scary. And then you know, summer of 2007, we went. We did our first like tour. Mm-hmm. And then I was still working. And then summer of 2008 was our first big month long summer. And I just I just quit my job because yeah. I had already taken pretty much the max time off for like tour Vacation, here, tour here. Sure. Well, like just for tours. Yeah, yeah. I maxed out. And then so it was just like, you know. Oh, I'll just quit my job. You know, I'm like 23 at this point, not that happy at my job anyway. Mm-hmm. And I had applied to nursing school and it was crazy. My last day at this hospital job, I met my friend for burrito, like celebratory burritos. And I, I wasn't really freaking out. I was just like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do when I get back from tour, but we'll cross that bridge we'll when figure we get that there. Out, right. And while I was with him, I got a call from the nursing school that I was on the wait list and I got accepted. Oh, wow. So suddenly it was really a celebrity. I probably bought a second burrito or something. It was like, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, you're like, so this is like, working out. Yeah, so I know what I'm doing when I get back. So then, so then that, when the touring really intensified was when I was in nursing school. So I'd basically be like, you know, we'd get 
pretty much everyone in my program because uh, it was like a two year was were moms or like had other jobs and of course. so we'd get back from like how was your summer vacation or like how was winter break they're like oh good I helped my kids soccer team like what did you do Megan like oh I went to Australia for tour right. you know so I, I was like a bunch of sweaty rooms I was like the vegan weird you know the yeah. the vegan person in my program because it was out in the suburbs too the like most tattooed person totally um. But they all really liked me and were really sweet. And I'd be, bring like, oh, I made vegan zucchini bread. And they're like, oh, we love it. We want the recipe. You know, like they were all very nice. It was just very different worlds. And I, I made a couple of friends, but not the way that they did. They well, made like cool. lifelong I, friends. I always think it's cool, too, when people such as yourself or basically anyone that's on the sort of outlier of society in regards to like their philosophical beliefs. Anytime you can drop into a quote unquote normal situation mm-hmm. and you by all stretch of the imagination are, you know, like normal as far as like nice, like yeah. you're pleasant because people have all these perceptions right right right. and so like when you go in there you're just like oh here's some here's some nice bread and they're just like what oh that's like you have tattoos aren't you a dick totally totally this is oh this is just expressing myself right it's like oh this is an approachable lifestyle yeah that shatters so many stereotypes that's what i say with vegan veganism it's like i will if someone wants to talk to me about it i will tell them about beaks getting cut off and the whole, you know what I mean? Like, let's get nitty gritty. You're drinking pus. It's gross. Totally. But, but I don't get there usually unless someone wants to hear it because you're not going to change any minds if someone doesn't want to hear it. Mm -hmm. Otherwise just bake them some cookies. Like change. Food is the weapon. (laughs) Change minds with cookies. Like, Oh, you know, you totally can. So, um, well, it's cool. it's just cool that you're able to, like I said, be able to uh, be out in the real world because I think that there's some there's something to be said about obviously you know developing your ideals and you know being yeah. in a safe environment in which like you can it. do that. I like it. But then when you but then when you get to a spot in which yeah. you can interact with the real world right. and then people start to be like, oh, like that's yeah, yeah. You can totally usher them along. yeah. Like I introduced like. 40 suburban moms too. They probably heard it, but like made it veganism more. Right. It's hitting home. Yeah. Like, Oh, she's vegan. She's not, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, right. But, um, yeah. Then when I graduated that and passed my exam, it was one of those things like, okay, we're, that was the 2010, our first Europe tour. And it was like, Mm -hmm. cool going to Europe. When we get back, I'm going to, um, pursue nursing. And that was the summer I broke my ankle and had to come back and get, how'd you break your ankle? Oh, I know. Is this, is this a traumatizing have, like, story? No, not at all. It's okay. just so dumb. Like, I need to make up something better. I just, like, I've had, you know, five, six years. Like, I should have come up with something cooler. Yeah. So, um, I think I've talked about this in a zine, but not, like, in this situation. So, sure. um, okay, first time in Europe. Uh, we're doing, you know, it's a month tour with our friends, Comadre. We're having the time of our fucking lives. Everything's awesome. The last day was going to be at Fluff Fest. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar for that. I am. It's 3,000 people. It's At nuts. that point, I never played anyone more than, I mean, I still haven't. It's still the biggest show I've ever played, but to more than, you know, 100 or 200 people, you know, plus or minus. But so I was on cloud nine. I was so psyched. I can get hyper once in a while. And I was just like freaking out. Like the day before, I was just like dancing. I was just like the most stoked ever. And I was just sure. like, I'm going to kick Fluff's ass. Like, yeah. they don't even know what's coming. Like, yeah, it's going to be the best. So then the day of, we're like driving there and we stop for gas. And uh, we're in the Czech Republic and we're going in the gas station. We're all just being silly because we're almost there. We're so psyched. We've been totally. looking forward to this for a month. Like, I'm just goofy. And then I'm walking back to the van and our two German friends are like in the front. And the, oh, this song still haunts me. Whitney Houston's I Will Always, uh, a version of I Will Always Love You is sure. playing. So I dropped on my knees and, and I, uh, you know, I'm just course, like very... making my friends laugh. I, I, I skip up to the van and then I make the mistake of like kind of like jumping up onto the hood of the car to be close to them. Oh, sure. Come down. Boom. Roll oh. my ankle. 
they're all cracking up, like laughing. And like, I don't know if you've ever broken a bone. That was my first. Yeah. I'd never broken. But you, oh no, I had broken my hip at one time. My bad. But it wasn't the same sensation. That mm-hmm. one I didn't, I was like, something's wrong. But this was like, oh, I just broke my foot. Yeah. And I like crawled into the van and everyone's laughing like, ah, ha, ha, ha. And I'm like. You're like, this I, is serious. I'm like, I just broke my foot. They're like, you didn't, you didn't. And I'm sitting there and we have like two hours to go. I'm just like crying. And then we get there. Everyone hops out of the van, like sauntering away. I was like, you guys, I, I broke move. an ankle. I know. And they're like, no, no, no. So they go and get the, um, the medic. Sure. You can't see I'm doing air quotes, air quotes because yeah. later the medic, I saw he was the sound guy. Like, oh, I was going to say, it's like, there's later, probably yeah. multiple uses for this person. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like when he walked by later, right. like holding cables, I was like, Oh no. But he came over and looked at it and was like, you know, it's, it's just twisted. It's not, I wish he hadn't. I mean, I also like the ink is drying on my nursing degree at this point right and it's my body but of course this like sound guy in the czech republic is like <laughs> it's not broken and the guys are like so you're fine and i'm like fuck you i'm not fine right. like, it's broken and uh anyone who's been to europe knows there's no ice you just can't get ice and so i'm like all i want is ice like something for the swelling nope right. and uh He's like, so you need to go to the hospital. And I was like, we're playing in an hour and a half. Like, do you, th-? they're like, the hospital's only 10 minutes away. I'm like, will I make it back in time? They're like, no. I was like, fuck it, wrap, wrap me up. Like, I'm not missing this. Of course. And just adrenaline. You just push through it. I just push, yeah. But the video, I mean, I watch the video now and I'm like, you're so, you're so dumb. <laughs> I even like got picked up and like crowd surfed around. Right. And I remember, then they started put, put, to put me down and I was like, my foot. And I was like trying to roll away from it. And this girl like comes out of nowhere and just like catches my foot. Like it's like a baby <laughs> falling from a burning building. I wish I knew that was. Thank you so much. She just like caught it and like gingerly placed it down. And, like, right. You're so like, much. this is amazing. So. That was just like, I just went too hard. Like that was my first European tour. I bleached my hair, the ugliest banana yellow you've ever seen. I chipped two of my teeth really badly. I had like fake right here, like on a microphone. Oh, sure, sure. So I get home and my sister picked me up from the airport and she just looks me up and down. She's like, you're too old for this shit. I was just so busted. And then like you are reckless. We were literally supposed to leave the next day for tour ceremony we had one day off and so i was like we're cool like we're not canceling i will go to the hospital to put a cast on it like i will tour in a cat i don't give a fuck yeah, like i'll sit down i don't care like who cares like right. it's fine i can in crutches and then um they were like you need surgery all this stuff oh. so yeah so we missed a lot of stuff that year and we ended up doing like the last three days um so yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, then I just like, I, I never got back into nursing after that. And because the band continued to, you know, that at that point we were probably touring three, four months a year. Right. Right. Um, so I just like would like babysit and nanny and l- little jobs like that to just like, yeah. Cause you, you, I, I put it like this. Cause people like once obviously a band starts to have any sort of quote unquote momentum, when right. I say like, yeah. oh, like touring and stuff yeah, like that, moment, yeah. you build your life around the band. Yes. You're just like, all right, well like wh- I need to have a job that'll let me leave oh, yeah. immediately. And I need, but I need something for when I'm home because clearly like I'm not right. making a living off of the band that I'm playing in. Yeah. I would have different nanny jobs and just quit them when it was time for tour or I ended up working for one woman who, for whatever reason, was so supportive of me going on tour and she was yeah. difficult to work with, but I, I stayed with her for so long because I would come back. I, I remember one time we, while we were in Europe, we got or asked to do Australia or vice versa. And I was like, she should say, she should say no. Like, this sure. is stupid. You're like, I am ask. And she's just like, sure. And she was just so, she just was like, that's what you do. And so I, I worked for her for a long time because she gave me every tour off. Totally. There was um, never a problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then now that, um, so then when I got married and we moved to Oakland, 
I didn't want to commute to that job anymore. And I knew RJ from Living Eyes and touring and stuff. Right. And so that's how I started working at Timeless. Nice, nice. So that fits my lifestyle and they like let me tour a lot. And then for the last couple of years, I've been DJing weddings too. Really? Yeah. That's random. I know. Well, I got married and my friends have their own wedding DJ company. Oh, got it. And they, one of them worked the wedding. And then after she recruited me, she's like, you're a musician. You're familiar with audio equipment. I think you have the right personality. Sure. You know, clearly know a lot about music. But you I'm know like, how to speak into a microphone. Like, what <laughs> is this on? We didn't we didn't sound check, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, um, yeah. So I, but the the jokes on them because uh, my husband was laughing. I was like, oh, she thinks I'd be good at it. I'm like familiar with audio equipment. And he's just laughing because I am such a grandma when it comes to technology. Like, sure. I'm surprised I know how to work my phone. Like, <laughs> You're like, even now, like I was thinking about today, like the other girls at the company that when the invoice serves, she like pays them electronically. And mm-hmm. for me, I'm like, just put a check in the mail. Like she mails me a check. I'm just like, I just yeah, like, need to like sign the back and go to the bank. I don't even do the picture thing. I'm like, no, I'm just old fashioned <laughs> in certain ways. You know? right, so I'm right. like, Oh sure. Like teach me how to use this DJ stuff. But, um, that's cool. It's actually worked out great. And like, I'm doing like 35 weddings this year. That's amazing. Yeah. I have one on Friday and Saturday. Then I have sat- one Saturday when I get back. It's like, it's, um, it's a constant flow. It's really fun. That's yeah, cool. I like it a lot. And then it's like between that and band and then like Timeless is like so many musicians work there and like yeah, you know, everyone it was, understands. it's very music. It's like my whole life is very musical now. And a lot, you know, what about nursing and this and that? And I'm just like, I don't know if it's my dream anymore. And I don't know. I'm just so happy and it's so easy. So yeah, no, it's cool. The, uh, it's a, not to back yeah, things up a little fine. bit, but the, um, like obviously it's like once you are starting to figure out your place within the context of like the quote unquote scene where you're just yeah. like, Oh, like I noticed like, you know, like what I was mentioning earlier where it's just like, Oh yeah, there's not as many girls as right. there are guys and that totally. sort of stuff. And then obviously there's always that, um, you know, that, that horrible misconception of it's like, Oh, so like you must be someone's boyfriend at the show and like that, that sort of context. Right. Um, like when did you obviously, I mean, when did you yourself start to like notice that? And then obviously just be like, Oh, I'm going to do everything I can to like, you know, just basically ignore it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't notice the, the gendered stuff as much at first because yeah. I was so self-conscious. I was already just, you're like, like I'm too in, I'm too in like, my I, head. I, I don't belong. I didn't need someone to tell, to be like, do you belong here? I was just like, I don't know. Right. Like, Oh my God, I want to go home, but I'm having fun. Right. So that came, that was internal. And, sure. and then, um, I don't know. I, I I don't really know when I noticed it, but um, yeah, I mean, it's I'm all, glad it, that it's changed so much, and mm-hmm. that you know, when I was doing it, it took years before they were like, I'd play with bands with other women in it, and right. seeing it more now is like, That's, I don't know, it's, it's, it's awesome because I think, I mean, it's 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 so it's always so hard to answer because there's like this split in me where I'm like, part of me is like yo, I'm a musician, you're a musician. We're just musicians. We don't yep. need to like divide it up. But then the other half of me is like, but I want other women to notice and to be inspired and feel included so that we can continue to get it closer and closer yeah, to the yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. yo, we're all musicians or we're all music fans. We're all like just same level playing field. And, you yes. know, because you don't have to be, there's other ways to be involved in the scene, you know, mm-hmm. or just people that make zines or be, but that, but I think because it's uneven, that's why you have to be a little bit of like okay i am a woman in, in music and i want that you know other women recognize that right towards the path of like a more inclusive mm-hmm. so, but on the road to that there is but it so it's always been a dichotomy in me where i'm like you're like i have just, two minds about it and yeah, it's yeah. not even like one of the guy I, i'm not i'm just one of the people you know what i mean like and i and my you're a participant yeah and the the three bands that i've been in i've always been treated that way by my bandmates and then 
But then when women are like, oh, thanks, you've inspired. It, it's like, fuck yeah. Like, yeah, I want you to notice. Yeah, exactly. Like, let's do this shit, you know? So it, it, it is that split. And it's even been something that I wrote a song with Punch about. I tried to write, and it's just, it's so hard to put into words. Yeah. And I, I, you know, so. Well, it's just, a, it's always the, especially from, I mean, the reason I think it's obviously important, I mean, obviously not only because it's, it's still a continually evolving process, but then it's like the, you know, for people like you and I who have obviously watched the evolution of this yeah. thing. And it's like, you know, looking at, it's like, I remember for me, it was always so bizarre where it's like, if a girl showed an interest in me mm-hmm. solely because I sang for a band, I always yeah. found that so perplexing where I'm just like, it, it, like, I get it if I'm like, in the fucking Mick Jagger, like, of course, like, you <laughs> right, know, right, right. That's I like get his that. Job to be right. Like alluring. Yeah, it's totally. But it's just like, I'm just, you know, some goofy 17 year old kid <laughs> screaming over myself. So it's like how, watching that and mm-hmm. then having that, I mean, obviously that still ex- exists to a certain extent. Um, but obviously it's right. It, and it goes both ways too. Because, it totally does. Yeah. It, it totally does. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> oh no, absolutely. Yeah. And so it's just, it, it, but then, like I said, kind of watching it evolve to the point where it's like people, you know, people don't automatically assume things now. No, they don't. And that, and that's to me, that's a sign of change. It is good. And like, I remember that moment for me, what, and I always reference it was in Santa Cruz. I don't remember the, I think it was 2003 was Mm -hmm. I saw look back and laugh and gather play together. Mm -hmm. And that was my, Oh shit. You know, just seeing yourself. And I'm so glad that more and more, there are examples of way more diverse um, people in a hardcore so that other people see, oh shit, that could be me. I can. When you're yeah. only going to shows and you're only seeing straight white dudes do it, like, well, that's who's in bands. And like, and so just to have that little change over time and be like, no, like pick up an instrument, pick up a pen, pick yep. up a camera, book a show, like just, you know, and find your, find your spot. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I'm really glad that I found my spot. And if, if there's an, you know, if I even, one percent of it can help or like help one person find their spot that is as you know amazing that's what, that's what keeps the thing going yeah, yeah totally yeah, exactly. and that you know the, the last couple of years in punch were hard and i that, that was a big motivator for me for to still do it was the interactions i had at shows and like you know right, right. i realized for a while i was like oh shit i'm doing it like for our fans and then i'm like i can't do this anymore. i can't do that for them anymore so, yeah yeah but, well that's really cool that yeah. you're able to obviously recognize that to a certain extent and be like well not only is it important what i'm doing here with my friends just on like a purely selfish level but the fact that it's like oh like people have invested in us and in, yeah and more maybe more specifically in me to the fact right. that i can like get out there and show the fact that like you said it's yeah and it's for them but also selfishly like for i got out of it too like you know showing someone coming and being like hey this song was and and i'd always be like can i give you a hug you know these people and just yeah yeah. like you're a stranger but like you know i had experience i felt alone or i'm dealing with this i deal with a lot of stuff through writing lyrics and so you read that and that helped you like like bring it in man like totally you know? this is cathartic for yeah, both of so us so it's great it's it's you know I, I i have to admit that it was a little selfish too that i was definitely getting a lot out of it Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. 
Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Okay. Pardon the interruption, but this is extremely important. So, uh, you know, for most of you, you are moving into an apartment, uh, you know, a condo. Maybe for some of you are lucky enough to move into a house. There is a real struggle for making your place look awesome, you know, and we don't have the money to throw around at a interior designer because, you know, frankly, they're inconvenient and super expensive. So here, what what do you do? What do you do? How about me? I am going to provide you a solution. So there is an amazing app on the app store called Havenly, which Havenly is able to help you. And you can do all of these amazing things with whatever the size and space of the place you're moving into. So you can keep your design dreams alive with this app. It's the easiest way to decorate your home. You can chat with the professional interior designer for free to get answers to your pressing design questions because you know, you don't want your place to look terrible, right? So Havenly will help you look awesome, you know, because at the end of the day, we all like our stuff to look nice and obviously ultimately have our aesthetic and our vibe. That's the point of Havenly. They're able to get a vibe of what you're looking for. And after a four step, easy, easy design process, it will create the dream space that you personally love. It's so, so cool. So please download the app today at the app store, the Apple app store, and use the code words at checkout to get 20% off your design and furniture purchases. So like I said, it can work for any space, apartment or otherwise. They will make you look awesome. And then the people that you bring over, they'll be like, whoa, like you, you this is, this is great. I like, where'd you get this piece of furniture? Where'd you get this? And you'll be able to tell them like, oh, no big deal. You know, I just went out and did my own thing. But in your back pocket, you're like, yo, I got Havenly. They got my back. So please go to the app store, download the app today and use the code words W-O-R-D-S at checkout to get 20% off your design and furniture purchases. Let's do it. All right, here's Megan. Were you, 
were you ever kind of the the sort of business person of the bands that you were in? Like as far um, as like booking shows, because usually well, kind of yeah. the responsibility well, falls on like you know one or two people's people. shoulders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone like, does their thing. We all had our own, like our own different roles, and um, yeah, I was I was kind of you know band mama or you know mm-hmm. with, with uh, Super Unison. Let's see the East Coast tour. Justin and I booked it. Uh, Kevin has been booking that our our. Um, record release tour for October. Mm-hmm. We all kind of, yeah, have different roles in, in, in the band. And, um, did you, business did, I, yeah. And punch too. I was like, I was like the bookkeeper too. Okay. Yeah. I was sure. always the money person, you know? And, um, yeah, I guess I do. I, I, I do that for super decent too. Did you, there's uh, less of us. So it's kind of spread in a different way where right. it's like, it's just easier. Like we, you know, he gets like the PayPal stuff and I do the cash and we just like <laughs> yeah, yeah, check yeah. in with each other. But, um, yeah. Do you, uh, did you immediately kind of like like that? Because I know some people it kind of gets thrust, especially if you no. sing in a, if you sing in a band right. for whatever reason it always seems to fall on people on the singer's shoulders. Did no, you because I have a little anxiety. It was just like it was one of those things where like it was it felt better for me to do it if someone you know it was kind of a not a control issue but it kind of like well like what's well, how much you know yeah it was just ease my anxiety to like have it in my hand right. and I'm like no exactly your fingers in that pie you know what's yeah, happening yeah yeah yeah. So right, <laughs> that was more of me of just being like, I'll do it. Like, sure, please, please let me. You're like, please, please, yeah. please allow me. And to. as the years went on with Punch, I, 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 you know, let go of a little control of things here and there. You know, mm-hmm. as things grew and stuff. Um, but just as my anxiety got better too, just like, oh, it's okay if I don't do that or right. you know, don't like. Yeah, I can check relinquish off every this. decision. Like you know, so but Super Unison runs very smoothly. The three of us, it's just like. Well, because you're all adults, too. That's true. Yeah, I just think, like, I mean, my two bandmates are best friends, and then there's me, and we have a lot of fun together, and I think that we all, like, take pretty good care of each other, and it's just, like, a very... It's a very easy situation. So yeah, you like, find. I, I you, wish they were here. I miss them. No. <laughs> you you definitely find that like obviously as you get older and you 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 just know how to do stuff more. And then right. when you're playing, we've all been in bands. We've all totally. toured. They, you know, yeah. There's just like a level of respect there and um, and trust. Easier. A lot of yeah, trust yeah, too. Yeah. Like I feel like you know, like when it comes to Kevin, he, I I think in so he's very prolific. He writes a lot. Mm-hmm. Um. He's always sent, actually, oops, I didn't listen to that thing he asked me to listen to yet. Sure. Uh, <laughs> um, so, and I think in other bands, it's not been stifled, but there hasn't been room for it or mm-hmm. it's, you know, and so I just recognize that like, oh, like writing music is your favorite part of the band in right. being in a band, you, you know, so I just like, uh, Justin, I just, l- just let him do it and like, yeah, sure. do more Go and like, it. great. And kind of, I was saying too, like, oh, with their next record, I'm interested in like, taking the time to consider extra instrumentation. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And he was like, I literally tried to do that in another band and it like led to our breakup because sure. you know, because like, uh, we can't be stressed. People try and reel him in. He's kind of a wild card, which makes him really fun, but it's like, don't re- just let him do his thing, man. Like we're grown ups. Like I, I don't need to change him. Like I love him. And like, yeah, yeah. there's a reason that we're playing together. Yeah. But. And he writes great music. Just like, you know, so, so what are you sending us 15 songs a week? Like it's fine. Like let yeah. him, let him do the thing, you know, like yeah. m- most of them are, really amazing so right so um you know let him kind of take the lead on that stuff and then i think there's there's trust from them to me of of lyric writing and Mm -hmm. and connections and like stuff like that and then justin is a designer and so he's like done all our artwork with my like he it's cool it's been more collaborative too because um my bandmate keith in punch did all the artwork and 
And I didn't really understand the difference between like an artist and a designer where he would make a flyer and I'd be like, can you change this? He's like, no, this is my art. Like, this is what it is. Right. Where Justin's a designer. And so it's way more collaborative where I think pretty much all the things we've done have been my idea or my photo or my thing. And then like he really like listens to me and it's very collaborative and it's been real. It's been really nice and like a fulfilling, I think, for sure. Hopefully for both of us. Hopefully he doesn't enjoy like, it too. I'm just, I'm just speaking. Just like, all right, mate. You know, yeah. like he's so good at what he does and so fast and so creative and like really talented. So, um, it's um, very, we're so lucky to have him, you know, because like I said, I'm terrible at, so I'll have an idea and I'm like, I can't make that happen. Course, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, like can I, I can conceptualize it, I but that's I, about I, I it. could like draw it with crayons, right. but like, you <laughs> it'll know? look terrible. Yeah. 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 And, and so, and then Kevin doesn't really like that side of you know, things that like not branding, but you know what I mean? The kind of design and stuff. He just like, he would literally be happy if we just had plain shirts that just said our name and like, of our, course there's like, no aesthetic to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it is its own aesthetic, but <laughs> you know, true. like with, very our, simplified with the artwork, which I think is, I don't know when this is going up, but yeah. I, I know that um, in like a week and a half, all the, you know, they start going to be announced and shown and stuff. And there, it was like a concept that went along with the lyrics and the thing and like a lot of thought put it all into ties it. In together, sure. Yeah. And so I know that. And Kevin's like, oh, well, maybe people won't get it. And it will. And I'm like, I don't care. Like it's art, you know, like mm-hmm. it goes along with the. And he's just like, but there's trust there where he's like, OK, you guys handle that stuff. I, there's a self-awareness where he's like, you know, it's not my thing. Right. That's OK. And I'm like, cool, next time we'll, we'll simplify it more, you know? And so just to trust, and I'm like, do your, run wild with your guitar, you know, like stuff. And we just kind of let each other do our thing. And then it right, comes, because come we together. need each other. We of need course, each other, of course. you know? So that's exciting. Yeah. It's rad. They're, they're awesome. When <laughs> did you, um, so a couple, couple of yeah, things before I let you go sure. was the, um, like obviously touring is, is its own beast. And yeah. it like, did you immediately like it did you grow to dislike it like how what was your kind of evolution well, I feel in like regards? you get better at it too you do you, you like do. suck at it at first you, you know for sure do you do and you pack and too many clothes and you're like oh gosh yeah, what am i doing yeah i don't or know or you don't pack enough clothes <laughs> yeah i don't know if that's a thing like you know you know that's true less is more but um yeah i'm pretty like good at it now and it t- it took some time you mm-hmm. know i used to be more of like and like oh, I can't I'm uncomfortable I can't you know sleep or I used right. to have a hard time sleeping on the road or I'd have nightmares and wake up in the middle and be like where am I oh yeah you know yeah. like oh I'm in Germany what right. I was at home in bed and like just weird shit like that or mm-hmm. um but did you enjoy, like you enjoyed the experience yeah I love okay. it I okay. feel so lucky that I've been to so many places and I'm excited to hopefully do that now with Justin and Kevin because mm-hmm. they've toured um mostly U.S. I think and then I it, to be able to be like, hey, do you guys do you want to go to Europe next year? They're like, yeah. yeah, like let's do it, let's right. just do it, you know. Like to be able to to do that again and share that with them, I'm like really excited about, it. and I do really like it. There's parts that are hard of it, but I kind of to me, there's like a tour plateau, mm-hmm. and it now that we've mostly been doing short tours, I like get the plateaus, and I'm like, I'm not ready. You're like, to go but back. I haven't hit it yet. I've just right. adjusted. You know what I mean? Like right. I'm ready to be like kind of a dirty piece of shit. You of know, course. like. So, you know, like day two, you're just like, cause the longest I did was 10, I was out for 10 weeks one time, you yeah, know? And you're time. just like, I could have kept going. Like I was totally. fine. Cause you just get in a rhythm and you're like, this is just what I do. This I is just, my new reality. I live right. out of a backpack. I, you know, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Like it's all good. And so, um, I definitely 
I don't need to tour as much as I used to, you know, like I have a nice husband to come home to and like jobs that I like. Creature comforts. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, All that. But I also like, he's a musician too. And is very, you know, like understanding. And like, if I did be like, we're going to do a month or two or whatever, he he would be like, cool. I get the bed to, you know, I'm going to starfish on the bed. Like he would (laughs) be fine. So, um, I mean with, with most things in life, how I've kind of handled is I just like, most of the things I've done, I did not expect, mm-hmm. you know, i never expected to get married. I never expected to play in a band. I never expected to see the world. I never expected to have a song on girl or any of those like little accomplishments. Of course. So I'm just like, I don't know what's next. Like I'm game. Like, let's just see what happens. Like, right, I right. like I'm just expressing myself. Like I'm just waking up and being myself and let's just see. I don't know what else is going to yeah, happen, do- but like, I'm, I'm ready. Let's, let's figure it out. You You're know, like, so. I, I am willing to look behind these doors. Like yeah, as long as let's, <laughs> let's, let's do it. Yeah. Right. So, and especially doing it with people that I trust and how, you know, it, it's very exciting and I'm just like, let's just see what happens. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I don't have like a, a lot of agenda with it. I'm not like, even if it's like, where do you see yourself in five years? I'm like, I don't fucking know. Yeah, like yeah. maybe doing the exact same thing I am now. Maybe I like, I don't know. I'm, I'm up for it. Like I don't have an agenda. I don't want to like make it as a musician or like, any, you know what I mean? I don't have a certain agenda. I think coming from DIY punk background, that's like a, you know? Oh yeah. That's like, yeah. Doesn't, yeah. It's like what does that even look like? Like, no, like, right. I, I don't know. Like that's why I think some of the artwork stuff makes Kevin, you know, Cause you know, it's going to be like posted and this and that and like, you know, of course, like on we'll give him credits. Right. Yeah. yeah. And like all those kind of like Instagram rollouts and stuff like that, where he's just kind of a face palm where it's just like, you know, and I'm like, I get it. It's weird. Yeah. But there's also where you're like, well, we want people to hear our music and like death, Wish has invested in us and we want, you know, of course want our records to be heard by people. So, right. I so, mean, like I said, then you just recognize like, like my motivation is expressing myself and traveling. His is writing music. You know, I think Justin too is like traveling and being with friends. And, and right. so whatever's going to come out of it is, is good enough because, you know, I kind of think of it as like, if you're a painter, like you paint a painting for yourself because it feels good and you want to express yourself. Like if your friends see it, great. But you, I don't think you paint because you're like, I want this in a museum. Like you don't. You, yeah, that's like, not the end goal. If you did, yeah, yeah. that would su- that'd be terrible. You the would not be fulfilled. probably awful too. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. If you just do it for yourself, that's already good enough. You've already succeeded. Totally. So that's kind of how I mission, feel. Yeah, mission accomplished. Yeah, mission accomplished. So I'm just, <laughs> it's just like fun, you know. Right. So everything else is icing on the cake. Yeah. The uh, how long have you been married? Uh, two and a half years. And like you, you said, like you said, you never. Pl- I mean, obviously, thought of yourself as the quote unquote marrying type. Right. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, my my husband's uh, British, and so there were some legal legality sure. issues that, of course, you know. I always say I'm like, if we were from the same country, I think we'd still be together, but I don't think we'd necessarily be married. Right, right. But um, I really enjoy it. I was never all in before. I never lived with anyone. I, you know, I'd be the type like, let's hang out like two, three times a week. Like, I don't need to see you all the time. And now I'm just <laughs> like, it's so nice, just like kind of, you know, being all in and just, you mm-hmm. know, because even on when we're having a bad day, I'm just like. Oh, I like sometimes it's I'm like, I still want to like grow old with you and sit in a rocking chair on a porch, but you're really annoying me right now or whatever. Cause I'm just like, I'm not going anywhere, you know? Absolutely. He's a good dude. Um, he's a musician too. We met, um, in the UK in 2012, um, okay. in London. Um, he knew our driver and some of my bandmates. So, um, ah, got it. So yeah. met, met through mutual friends and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. He came along on part of the tour and the rest is history. Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> yeah. I just always feel cause like there, obviously there's a large, 
I mean, people obviously get married and have kids within the context right. of punk and hardcore, but then there's a, there's a lot of people who, uh, you know, especially come from the sort of more, uh, you know, politically inclined background right. or like, resistance oh, resistance to it. Totally. Yeah. Like, oh, marriage is ownership. I don't want to, like, totally. It, and like, I can't believe I changed my name. Like, that, like, sure. I can't believe it. Like, when it first came up, I was like, no, no, hell no. And then it was kind of a maybe. And then all of a sudden I was like, well, it is a cute last name. And like, yeah. And then he was very respectful about it. He's like, it's your choice. Of course. It's your name. I get it. pressure on you. But yeah. Would yeah. be really nice? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he, it's good that too, when we were first dating, he's not playing music right now, but he was uh, in this band, Good Time Boys, that was on Bridge Nine. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. So, um, I, I like that balance. Like pretty much ever since I started doing bands 10 years ago, I only dated other musicians other, yeah, yeah, because there's a, there's no resentment there. It's like. I'm on tour. It, it's your turn next time. Like totally. I don't, you know, and there's a level of understanding where you're just like, okay, I like, like a lot of independence in a relationship where there's not like, you know, like I I'm down in LA for two days without, I'm just like, because I, you know, wanted to go to a show and like see friends and there's not like a, you know, I just like, hey, Oh, by the way, babe, I'm going to LA for, okay. See sure. you Wednesday. No you problem. know, there's no like resentment. We just, you know, life is better together, but we are still like, you can still function as two, uh, yeah, two yeah. separate people, but yeah, obviously. That's what I always wanted. I always said I wanted like the a Venn diagram where you have that overlap, but you're your own circles. So. Yeah. Well, it's cool. It's cool too, because I mean, I like hearing about your, your thought process behind that because obviously there's an evolution. Like people need to, you know, generally speaking where it's just like, even though you may still be like you were mentioning earlier, where it's just like, you know, we were 20, we were 21 years old being, you know, a vegan warrior, <laughs> yeah. like you get pulled more towards the middle. And I don't mean that you give up your, your radical no, beliefs, right. but you're just like, Oh, I can, you know, what are using the bad metaphor? Like catch more flies with honey. Exactly. Yeah. And, and this, um, with agave. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but then the, the same thing can obviously apply towards, you know, relationships. And obviously you're just like, you know, yeah, when you're 20 years old, you're like, Oh, I'm never going to get fucking married. And then you're just like, Oh, yeah. well, that's pretty cool. Like right. people need to remember that. Like, that those things, while they can't, while you can still completely reside in that that idea, it doesn't yeah. mean that you can't adopt totally and change. And for us, it was like you get married or you can't live in the same country. And right. It was like so obvious to me. And I'd had other, uh, you know, just touring as much as I did. I met, I dated other guys, sure, from other cities or other countries. So I'd been in that position before. And had to consider it, but I was just like, no question. I was like, I don't even have it. I didn't feel like a choice because right. I was like, I'm not going to not be with you. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so far, so good. I know, we went like- to Thailand in January for our second anniversary. And so I know it's hard for him, just like he moved across the world and his family is still in the UK. And um, he's always just been band guy and he's having to like work now. And it's a big adjustment. So, of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's probably not listening, but if you are, I appreciate right. you. <laughs> I know my bandmates and my dad and my brother will listen, but <laughs> yeah, you're like, like him. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I can't guarantee if he that. even made it this far. But yeah, congratulations thank to him you for being you. <laughs> the uh, uh, the last thing I want to hit on was the fact that obviously, you know, when <clears throat> when you left Punch and essentially the band, yeah. you know, whatever dissolved, disintegrated, whatever you want to say, afterwards <laughs> broke up. Um, obviously, it takes a lot of um, you know gumption internally to be like, all right, I'm going to do this thing again, even though, like you said, oh. you've got more experience, you know how to do things better. Um, you obviously, you know, don't want to exactly recreate what you were doing before. Right. All those things go through your head. So, like, what what motivated you to be like, you know what, let's fucking let's do this again. 
Well, Kevin, our guitarist, we were friends and he reached out to me and he had started this project um, with Justin and our old guitar player, Danny. Mm -hmm. And they had kind of had a singer and didn't work out. And he asked me, you know, do you want to sing? And it felt like any other breakup. I mean, Punch was my first band. Right. Together a long time. And did you did you want to do another band afterwards? I knew I would. I, okay. I, I knew that I would. I was just curious if it was like it that mental like a, shut off. Well, it just felt like a, you know, the metaphor of like a breakup. It was like, well, I'm not, I don't know if I'm over him. Yeah, you know, yeah, I know yeah. I'm ready if I'm, if I'm ready to date again. <laughs> right. So I really like, cause I knew Kevin and I didn't know the other two guys. So it almost felt like I was like, I don't know if I'm ready, but like, what it, what the, I was like, I'm having trust issues. Like, what are these other guys like? You know, and he uh-huh. backed them and was like, no, they're good guys. Because right. I knew I trusted him. And he sent me some of the songs. And I, I was just like, this is the kind of band I want to be in right now. Got it. I'm like, this so is it. So just flip that switch, right? I was just like, well, I was like, let me come to one practice. Well, I was also, he's like, hey, I, you know, do you want to sing? And I was like, honestly, because I had played bass for a little while in this band, No Secrets, with a friend. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to continue playing bass. And so I was like, well, I, I don't want to be just a singer anymore. I want to play bass. And they, I think, he was like, well, I could switch to second guitar so you could play bass. So mm-hmm. there was already trust there, you know, with that. And then I came to one practice and they had another bass player that didn't work out and I picked it up relatively quick, especially for how short, you know, I haven't been playing that long, probably five years at this point, but, um, you know, I picked it and it was just one of those things where it was just like, Oh, we'll just see how it works out. And then we were all just kind of looked at each other at the end. We're like, see you next week. Right. It just clicked. <laughs> and like, then it's kind of cool, but yeah. it was funny because leading up to the recording, cause they already had recording date set. And I forget, it was a pretty short, it was like a month or two where it was like, okay, Megan, you're going to learn these five songs on bass, write the lyrics in this and record. And I was like, okay, look, I need to at practice for up until recording. I only played bass or only sang. I didn't do both mm-hmm. because I was like, I need to focus for recording. And then they were like, can you sing and play at the same time? I was just like, I'll, I will learn to, you yeah. know? <laughs> and so that's a lot of trust right there to just Absolutely. be like, okay, like go for it. You're the person like, just do it. So, um, we recorded and it, we were happy with how it came out. And then, um, a friend of mine, um, hurt themselves and needed to get surgery and they were asked us to play their like benefit show mm-hmm. and it was a very short time frame it like like two weeks or three weeks or something and um I was like let's just do it they're like we're not ready I was like let's just get ready and we just like and I just like busted my ass and practiced a bunch and because I had learned them separately when I put them together it was like the muscle memory was really strong and I was just like oh I know how to do this sure and so then we, that's how we just like played a first show was like, sometimes I need a motivator. Like I'm, you need I that can, hard deadline. As like, yeah. as like anxious and like a planner and like motherly as I am, like I will, I'm a little bit of a procrastinator because I need that fire under my ass to get sure, stuff done. Sure. So it was just like, let's do it for D, let's do it for Deandra. She needs us. Like, let's just get ready and just play her show. Yeah. And I just did it and it was awesome. But yeah, I can't believe that they just went <laughs> like, they <laughs> They had never seen me play bass and totally. sing at the same time. You're like, you're good. We could do this. They're just like, probably crossing their fingers, but sure. uh, it worked out. And then uh, we just went went from there. And so I'm very grateful to Kevin for asking me. And I'm glad that I was I was like, I don't know. And, you know, yeah, but yeah. I'm like, I need you to vouch for these other people because I, you know, I just like any other breakup. I felt like, you know, kind of tail between my legs. Like, I don't know if I'm ready to like do this. I, right. I know I want to, but I think just like the music was so good and it was the kind of band I knew I didn't want to be in like just a straight up hardcore band anymore. And I didn't, 
want to only scream. And even on our LP that's coming out, like there's way more screaming than I plan there to be. Right. But they and Jack, uh, Shirley, who we recorded with, they're all like kind of pushing me, you know what I mean? And certain of the songs, like I said, I deal with stuff through writing. So it's just impassioned if I'm angry or that yeah. it just came out. There's a couple of things that were just like one take where they were like, Whoa. And I'm just like, okay, let's just leave. And there was even a couple of points in the record where my voice cracked a little bit and I just left it. Cause it's just more authentic. Sure, you know what course. I mean? You're like, you can't do that again. If I tried. know where Kevin was like, Oh, we have more time. We could redo those vocals. I'm like, no, like no, we're good. <laughs> I even, there's one, there's one crack in particular that I sing it now live because it's just how, that's just how the song goes now. You yeah, know? exactly. But yeah, the I keep, I'm saying too, like oh, the next record, I'm really not going to scream anymore. And my husband just kind of rolls his eyes. He's like, you can't say that. Like you will, and I know that yeah. we'll be in the you're studio like, when with, you're in there. with Justin and Kevin and probably Jack all just being like, just just this part, just, just try this, just come on, like <laughs> people know that sound from you and like it, and you know, right? And I'm not that worried about it it, it, it being um, more accessible. Like it already is more accessible than Punch, and so. But it just is, it's going to be what it's going to be. I'm not going to go in there like, oh, I'm not screaming at all on our next LP. It's just like in the moment, what, what comes out will, yeah, will come out. That's music. how Punch sure. was. That's how this was. And so the mood and the lyrics and everything. But I just, it's exhausting. I'm just, I'm like, I don't want to scream anymore. <laughs> it, it is I'm very physically. I'm tired. Right. It's, I just, physically it's very exhausting. physically exhausting. Mm-hmm. I'm also playing bass. And like I said, I did that cover show recently, right. The Minor Threat for my friend Anthony's birthday. And I'm just playing bass. And I was like, this is so fun, you idiot. Why do you sing and play? It's hard. Why did you make your life hard to like try why to prove doubling? yourself? I'm a real musician. I could do this. Like, not why? Just, yeah. You're like, how about just stick to four tired. strings? I know. I know. No, so um well hey you know, i don't want to i don't know but i do because it is cathartic and you know people are like oh how come you like you like scream this band and you have all this aggression but like you're so nice and i'm like because i because get it, it out yeah, yeah. if i didn't get it out i don't it would be a different story right where, you know? where would it manifest itself who knows i don't know so i'm able to channel it and like process a lot of things too where i don't know how i would pro i don't know how i used to process things otherwise i i've yeah. been doing this for so long now and I think just because I hadn't found myself yet and I hadn't figured out my shit, you know, mm-hmm. I just can't imagine life without it now. Oh, totally. No, yeah. So, well, yeah. you're locked in. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I think this band, because the three of us get along so well and because Kevin is so prolific, like, I, I think it will be a thing for all, but I just know I want to be in a band, like, yeah, yeah. you know. That fire's not going away. No, I just can't. I, what would I do? Oh sure. my God. I just, yeah, you can't, if you can't wrap your head around it, then I can't just, even, of course. what would I do? Yeah. So, um, I yeah. knew I would be another, I didn't think it would happen so fast. Like sure. punch last show was like in September. And then, um, I think we record this band recorded in like December or we got together in December. Or it was, it was very, fa- very fast. fast. Oh yeah. yeah and they recorded right. in February. We got, I started with them in December and we recorded in February. Right. So it was, yeah, you're off to the races. It was fast, but it just, cause it was just right. It just, it just worked. So yeah. Well, that's awesome. I'm very excited for you. I'm excited too. Yeah. Uh, I, like I said, I don't know when this goes up, but our record, the first single will be up very soon. And then yep. pre- all, all, I'll, do, I'll, I'll do all the heavy lifting for you on the, on the intro of the episode nice. where I'll be like, you don't have to do all your sound bites. You're good. You're good to go. But thank <laughs> do you. Do my plugs for me. Yeah, can I will I, do. Get I, my <laughs> plugs in there. Yeah. No, we're real, We're just really excited about the LP and, um, yeah, I just feel like kind of everything I've been doing for 10 years, it sounds so corny, but it has led to this. One of my <laughs> friends said that to me. Yeah, yeah. They're like, I feel like all your music in the last 10 years has led to this moment. And yeah. I was like, You're like, cool. That's you for the saying I that. I felt like kind of an asshole saying that, but you, you know, if someone else said it, yeah. that's cool. I can say you they said, said it, not it. me, but I thought it. <laughs> 
Well, thank you so much for sure. coming down and hanging out. This yeah. was hopefully enjoyable for you. It was, yeah. Good, I'm glad. <laughs> Radical. So yeah, how was uh, how how great was that? There was one part I was actually funny as I was listening back and editing the show where uh, my wife called and interrupted the uh, the conversation just to tell me that I had put my son's shoes on the wrong way. And he was walking around at school like that being like, my shoes feel weird. And then his teachers pointed it out to him and holy moly, good parenting there right there, huh? Anyways, thank you so much, Megan, for uh, giving me those uh, vegan treats and uh, ultimately hanging out with me for an hour plus to uh, talk about everything. So hopefully you will check out the Super Unison record uh, that just recently came out on Death Wish uh, because it's a uh, it's a really, 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 really good record. And uh, yeah, you should also check out her old band Punch because uh, they are incredible as well. Actually, uh, I think in one of my previous long, long ago episodes, my friend Dave Anthony and I sung the praises of punch and uh, spoke about them so anyways that was just a reminiscing point <laughs> anyways so the music as always is provided by lowercase noises google them find their band camp and do the thing because uh yeah lowercase noises he's just uh andy's a great guy and his music is uh pretty spectacular that's why i'm lucky enough to uh, use his stuff that's what you're hearing right now uh, and visit the show's website 100wordspodcast.com and email the show 100wordspodcast at gmail.com the guest next week is none other than Kevin Devine. He doesn't need a band name. He just has Kevin Devine. It's his own solo thing. He also played Miracle of 86. And I was very excited about this discussion because, um, yeah, he just, uh, I don't know. I, he's a very interesting guy to begin with. And um, to say that his warmth uh, pours over the internet as well as uh, being in real life is is the truth. He is a very he's a man that's very consistent on who he is, and uh, the conversation we had was uh, was very 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 good. So that is who we have next week, and um, yeah. Until then, please be safe, everybody. You've been listening to the Jabberjaw Podcast Network, JabberjawMedia.com. Shh. The show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Trust me in saying that no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all of the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. High Five Casino Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.